I'm Lena. And this is a History Honey's bonus episode. What? Yeah, uh, we, we mentioned in our Surrealist episode that, that we'd be talking about our recent vacation. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this is. Uh, over a couple days in, in mid-May 2018, mm-hmm. you and I visited... Uh, the, the Cedar Point Amusement Park in Sandusky, Ohio. Yes. And the reason this relates mm-hmm. to our History Honeys channel yeah. is because you did your Cedar Point episode. Yeah, back in February? March? No, February. Yeah, February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we talked all about uh, the, the roughly 150-year history of this park. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I, I surprised you by, by saying that I've been planning a trip there. And so we went on that trip. Yes. And we saw the things, and now we're going to tell you about the things. Yes. So it'll be like probably a little bit of history involved yeah. in this, but it's mostly a little travel. Just a little travel log trip report. Yeah. 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 So because we spent two days and we, we went all over the place and did some things twice, uh, I think... Our thoughts will be more organized if we do things vaguely geographically. Yes. <laughs> rather than chronologically. Yes. But either way, we'll start at the same point. Both days, we showed up, tried to make it for rope drop at the very beginning of the day, mm-hmm. and head straight back for their brand new ride, Steel Vengeance. Yeah. Let's see, how many records do they say this broke? A lot. Ten. Apparently, they, they, they claim 10 world records on this buddy, including most airtime on any roller coaster. I believe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a hybrid coaster. It's uh, an all-new steel track designed and built by Rocky Mountain Construction, mm-hmm. built on a wood frame, much of which uh, was the old Mean Streak coaster. Yes, that uh, which rep- was known for being mean. And reportedly was garbage. People did not like it that coaster very it, much. It hurt a lot. <laughs> and now it is the best ride in the world. It's so good. It's so oh good. my gosh. It is a perfect ride. Absolutely. Like a lot of times there'll be roller coasters you go on and you're like, okay, like, and it wasn't so fond of this or like this could have been better. But these parts were fantastic. It's only the best bits. Yeah. It's two and a half minutes of uh, overbank turns and and stall inversions and a, a, the world's tallest, steepest drop on a hybrid coaster, of yeah. course. Uh, 74 miles an hour, and it feels like you never lose that speed for a second. No, I don't. It's, you don't. It's absolutely relentless, and you, you're never not doing something, right? Yeah, it's just always going. It's one of those ones, too, when you're, like, standing in line, because the line, like, weaves through the coaster. Mm -hmm. Anytime they go past, it does not seem real. (laughs) Because it is. Like, they're going so fast, and they're moving in such a way that it seems like it's some type of, like, you know, special effect. (laughs) You're like, nope, that was it. Those are real people. (laughs) That's going to be me in a little bit. The one point where you aren't being, like, thrown out of your seat or twisted in the air is ramp up (laughs) well i i I suppose other than the lift hill there is a flat part with a mid-course brake run but i don't think they had it turned on i don't i don't think so so. or if it was it was so minimal that you (laughs) did not feel anything happen Part of that is because they, they don't need it to maintain traffic right now while only one train is running. Yeah. Uh, th- this 
uh, ride had an unfortunate incident on the first day on park opening. Which was a couple weeks before we went. Yeah. Uh, one of the trains rammed another one in the station, so both of those are, are out for repair. Yes, which so, means only one train to operate on, which means... Very ver- low capacity. Very long lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is why it was our, our first priority. Get in at, at the break of dawn, practically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful ride. It's so good. Uh, uh we had this? fun before we got on it, though. The first time? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we showed up for, for Rope Drop, walked right, uh, down well, the, and this the is, Frontier Trail. This is Rope Drop for people staying in resort hotels. And, and other people with that early access Yes, hour. so you yes. get in an hour early before the general ticket holders. Six or eight rides are open for this time. Uh, they're they're the biggest ticket rides. Yeah, naturally. I mean, uh-huh. biggest name. It's all one ticket. Yeah, uh- <laughs> yeah. But the first day we go back, and we're very surprised to see like the line wrapping down yeah. the pathway and stuff. And then we realized, oh wait, they're not letting anyone actually in the queue. Yeah, yeah. So we decided, and and this was the right decision, it turned out in the end, we'll just do all our waiting now. This is why we're coming for two days. This Uh is why we came at the early opening. And uh, eventually we'll be the first ones on it, because I can't imagine the line ever being shorter than it is once it opens. After you went to the front of the line to see that they weren't even letting people in the gate at all. That's when it started testing. For the second time, apparently. Apparently Apparently. they had been testing. They found something showed up wrong that they were fixing. And then they started testing again. And they did multiple tests. But the best one was when they had the water dummies in it. Mm -hmm. And someone didn't screw one of them. (laughs) Closed. In order to test a roller coaster, they they can't just send empty trains. Yeah. They they can, but they also do tests that simulate a full load. Yes. Or or weighted in certain areas or depending on what they need to test. But yeah. And and one of the ways they do this is uh, person-shaped plastic tubs that they then fill with water. Yes. And they didn't put the tops on all of them. So after all of these weightless moments, you're just seeing like rooster tails of water shoot out. It was amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome to see. I was just like, ooh. Yeah, it, it um, definitely uh, lightened the mood in the line. Yes. But, you know, once once we could get in the queue, it actually moved very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was okay. Um, and it was worth it. I had like tears like being forced <laughs> out of my eyes on this ride so at the end like and i was not the only one no, i saw no. so many other people doing it too where at the end when you're coming in the station people are just like wiping away their tears it's the kind of ride where yeah once they they pull in the station and the restraints are released everyone instead of just like standing up and walking to the left they're clapping they're wiping tears from their eyes they're just like turning to the person they sat with they're like did you see that like yes Reaching i to was the person behind them like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah Be- because they were they were only running one train at a time you had a lot more time in the station right like waiting on deck yes so one thing that was fun was the uh uh Oh, the lady, yeah, the employee. The, the ride uh, attendant, I did, yeah. I guess. 
spending a lot of extra time on the safety spiel. Yes. <laughs> Giving a lot of handy tips, making sure everybody is is properly prepped and ready to go. Oh, shirts. You have the have those hats down your shirts and your glasses in your pockets if you don't have a strap and like <laughs> um but I thought it was very good like thing mm-hmm. because I feel like people were really like ready to get on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was helping at least make those turnovers as quick as they could be with only one train mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um compared to other ones when you have someone like messing with trying to put something in their pocket or whatever as they're like, getting on and you're just like stop it you had like all line to do that arguing with an attendant about no it's fine to have my phone it is not fine to have your phone <laughs> not have your phone out. no <laughs> that's that's against the rules and common sense please don't do that yeah or like that one girl we saw that was, uh, well, it was before she got in line, but she was trying to stuff a stuffed animal that she won in her jacket and like basically had like a pregnancy bump going on. And this like poor, like teenage line attendant is just like, come on, no, like, you know, you can't. Uh, I, I guess some overall stuff for our experience staff was all lovely. Yeah. Uh, Seems to really enjoy being there, especially ride attendants on the big name, big draw yeah, rides. They were having they were so like much elite. fun. I don't know. Uh, very clean park. Yeah, it was very clean. There was always people walking around cleaning stuff. I think the worst, like there was one bathroom that I went in the entire time we were there that I was like, ooh, someone needs to get in here. Uh, <laughs> and like, just, you know, do a little sweeping and stuff. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the most part, it was very clean, very well taken care of. Uh, um, rather empty. I mean, we did go on weekdays yes. before Memorial Day. Yes. Uh, uh, the one day was very empty. The other day, there were a lot of school groups mm-hmm. uh, in connection to uh, a science event they had going on. The downside of it being... Uh, Going then. Of, of going then was that they weren't fully mobilized, weren't fully staffed. Yes. So, so a, a fair number of the snack stands weren't open. Yes. Uh, a, a number of the uh, flat rides weren't uh, open. The water rides The water weren't rides going were yet. not going yet. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about the things we did do and not dwell on the things we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it would have been real nice to ride Max Air or uh, <laughs> Snake River Falls. Yeah. So let, that brings us to Maverick. Yeah. I love Maverick. Maverick was built in uh, 2007. It's an Intamin double launch coaster. Yes. Uh, it is one of those ones that tells you not to wear earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick is just as relentless as Steel Vengeance. It's another one where you're always yes. doing something. Uh, uh, there's so much uh, like hard swings left, swing right, bang here. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it weaves low a lot of the time inside a lot of rock work. So you're usually very surprised by what's coming. It reminds me a bit like, I guess, landscaping around it. It reminds me of... Um... Thunder Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, in a way, mm, with yeah, kind of yeah. the the rock and deserty, supposed to be stuff. Not quite as themed. Mm-hmm. Also, like, but certainly the same southwestern vibe yes, they're going for. Yes. American Southwest. Yeah, um, it was fun. I we went on it twice. I, I liked it. it a lot more. I enjoyed it the second time. The first time, 
Um, it has a very odd harness system. It does. Where you know, I don't know what you would want to call that. Like the the overhead straps. The, yeah, the it's o- not really a vest. It's not really a vest. It's like this weird mix of like you know, an overhead one that comes down. Part of it's like hard, and part of it is it, uh, padded mm-hmm. like mesh type thing. I think you didn't have this problem because you're a bit taller. I've got a longer neck. You than got you. a longer neck. <laughs> But, yeah, but it was, like, cutting into my neck a lot, and it, it I did not realize, like, oh, I just need to have, like, a hand here <laughs> to, like, keep this from going into my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it would really hurt. Like, it's fabric, but it's it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the first time we... So they do a thing where it's actually, like, two cars that yes. they load at a time, but only one goes, right. and then the other one goes. Yeah. Uh, two load up in the station, then one gets launched over the first hill, yeah. while the other stays at the bottom of the first hill until traffic is clear. Yes. So if you're in the first car that gets loaded, you will see the ride attendants do the thumbs up that it's time to go. And you can well, if you're steady in, yourself. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is going to happen. If you're in the second car, they're going to just slowly move you up until you're out of view, eye view of the attendants, and you're just sitting there waiting you have no idea when it's going to go. And when it's your time, there's no warning. <laughs> because, again, it shoots you. There's not a lift hill. It just goes. Yeah. Um, Which is so much fun. So the second time, we, we we made sure to get in the first car so we would know, because I really did not like the second car <laughs> because of that. And I did not like looking over at you, seeing you worried about it either. I was much better on the second. <laughs> the first time I looked at you, though, and I saw you like... Oh gosh, what are we doing? And I was like, you're supposed to be the, like, brave one. <laughs> uh, you were speaking of theming a minute ago. Mm-hmm. There there were lighting and prop and sound effects in the, the dark tunnel for the second launch. Oh yeah. That are apparently new for 2018. Oh. Yeah. I like the tunnels. The tunnel uh, was very good. Especially that second launch through the tunnel was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Also, I, I really enjoy the second half of Maverick for how it, it uh, opens up over the water. Mm-hmm. A lot of the rides, a lot of the really fun rides at Cedar Point, uh, uh, take advantage of those lagoons that were dug out. If you listen to the, to the actual history episode, yes. you learn about the lagoons. They're well incorporated. <laughs> well, in addition to Cedar Point having the lagoons, because it is, you know, this peninsula, mm-hmm. the water... Their coasters are just so pretty because yes. you get so many things you get to like look at. Yeah, a, a lot of the the lift hills, uh, Millennium Force and Seal Vengeance in particular, have great lakeside views of, of Sandusky Bay. Yes. I don't take advantage of them because I don't look at anything <laughs> on lift hills, but I know it's there and I yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love roller coasters, but I'm a very like anxious roller coaster rider. <laughs> For you, it's the emotional roller coaster. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I gotta I'm the get, same way. I'm the same I way. I gotta get through those lift hills, and then I love it. It's But my, the lift hills are, like, My anxiety terrible. is all in the line. Yeah. Yeah. So going on days like this where it's uh, yes. spectacularly low crowds. There were times when Millennium Force was a station away, just walk on. Yeah. Uh, so, so a day like this, perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> no line anxiety. Well, yeah. It definitely is helpful because I can't, like start thinking about what I'm getting into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or thinking about, oh gosh, that's the hill I have to go up. Or <laughs> what if it breaks down while I'm on the hill? Or, yeah. I'm just like, nope, I'm in it. We're going to go. 
I guess, I guess while we're talking about theming as in uh, props and, and landscaping on these rides, uh-huh. Steel Vengeance has a storyline. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which kind of ties in with Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are apparently dueling for supremacy in the Frontier Town area. Yes, because and- there is a Frontier Town. We'll we'll talk about the zones as we move on. And everything we've been talking about so far is frontier town. Yes, and it's decorated like a a western frontiery town. Yeah, the the gift shop here has cowboy stuff and like uh, uh, vintage uh, bulk candy. Yeah, and the stick candy, which makes it the best gift shop in in the whole park because <laughs> they got the stick candy. Uh, you get some tutti frutti. That, that sort of thing. Uh, but the, the story of Steel Vengeance is that there are three people. There's a, a cowboy and a, a rough-riding blacksmith lady and a, a minor inventor amateur paleontologist. Yeah. That were all wronged by this uh, mining baron who goes by the nickname Maverick. Yeah. And so they all rode out of town. And then they decided to ride back in and wreak steel vengeance. <laughs> and each of the three trains is named after one of those characters. Mm-hmm. The one that is currently running yeah. is, is Digger. We, we rode on Digger. Yeah. <laughs> Who uh, has a cybernetic uh, steampunk arm. Yes. <laughs> but uh, the, these characters, they have actual like images for, and they basically look like video game characters. Very much so, yes. Um, Red Dead Redemption 3 featuring Blackjack and Chess. Yes. yes. And a bunch of the other main roller coasters in the park also have characters. Yeah, there, there's this uh, AR sort of territory control app that was designed for people to use while they wait in line. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the uh, most known roller coasters have their own character mm-hmm. that so, so Maverick, of course, yet another cowboy. Yes. <laughs> you were trying to cast all of them in a production of Theme Park Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. The problem you ran into is that many of them are warrior types. And, and so they're just like soldiers. You're just casting them all as background ensemble soldiers. Or I was like wanting to cast them all as like Annis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, oh yeah, they got style. <laughs> Uh, also in Frontier Town, uh, there's a third roller coaster, the Cedar Creek Mine Ride, their oldest steel track roller coaster from the first generation of tubular steel roller coasters. And it is charming. It's incredibly charming. I thought it was going to be a terrible, painful little roller coaster. Yeah. And it was charming. Aside from the fact we had to, like, cross our legs in a weird way for the lap bar to go down <laughs> to far go enough. Far. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And, like, shove our feet under the seat. It's, it was charming. <laughs> like, if this thing ran 50 miles an hour, it would be painful. Yes. But it doesn't, so it's not. It's no. it's that fun kind of rattle. There's some very surprising near-miss elements, especially if you're sitting on the left-hand side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you, you expect that in something like Steel Vengeance that weaves through... Uh, its own structure, but like Cedar Creek Mine Ride is just this pleasant, rickety little mine train, and then whoo, what's that almost hitting my noggin? I mean, it does do a little <laughs> bit, not quite weaving, but it does a lot of circling around itself. Mm-hmm. Um, also built over one of the lagoons. Yes, which is very nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun love I ride. Mean, I think it's one of the ones, it might be the one I liked most that we only rode once. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's that or Magnum. There we go. I'm putting Cedar Creek Mine Ride on a level with Magnum. <laughs> uh, also in the, the frontier town is the Town Hall Museum. Yes. This is a museum of the history of Cedar Point. Yeah, and they have lots of really cool um, artifacts, a lot of like souvenir uh, glass pieces. Yeah, gorgeous souvenir um, glass. And, and most of it, the stuff they had, it seems like was private collections on loan to them, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. But it like a lot of etched uh, like crystal ware. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, platters and cups and stuff. Um, uh, found a bit more context for some of the things I talked about in my episode. Saw some uh, antique photography that I wish I had found copies of in my research. Yeah. A scale model of uh, Steel Vengeance. A massive scale model of Steel mm-hmm. Vengeance. It was like, uh, uh, it, it was like, what, 15 feet long? Probably. Yeah. Um, There's also some smaller ones of Mean Streak, which, as we said, is under Steel Vengeance. And Built on the grave of Mean Street. <laughs> there, there's also a lot of uh, cool maps, um, kind of some, I think, promotional stuff and statues that used to sit in the parks and stuff. Uh, I really liked the uh, uh, selection of newspaper clippings they had. Mm-hmm. I did not know that Louis Armstrong is one of the acts that played the uh, the, the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, I did like all the pictures you saw of, like, men in ties riding roller coasters. <laughs> yes! It's just so bizarre. A bunch of people that look like Apollo 13 extras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. And, like, yeah, you know, that was, like, the f- what people wore out, like, regular. Like, I, I know that. Mm-hmm. It's just so far from what it is nowadays. Because you're going for, like, comfort and... Things that have good pockets that you can, like, store stuff in. Showing off your favorite band. (laughs) It was mostly, like, a lot of people showing off, like, their favorite park shirt. Yeah. A lot of people, like, repping their favorite ride on their t-shirt. Yeah, or, like, other parks they have visited or, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, But, no, the the museum was fun. That is where we learned. Uh, It's the 40th anniversary of Gemini. Yep. So ha- be the last. Happy we'll 40th birthday, Gemini. Uh, also in Frontier Town, we rode the the antique cars. Yes, one of them. One of the, the one that is called antique yes. cars. Uh, th- this is one of those rides where you're in like a, a two-stroke uh, engine car. This is like a, a lawnmower driving this yeah. antique looking car with one pedal. Uh, and there's a, a little raised steel rail. Yeah. So it's very uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. Right. For for the Disney but, fans out there, think Autopia. But a hundred times better. <laughs> it's somehow not miserable. It's honestly a much more pleasant bit of greenery than yeah. they have in the Magic Kingdom. It also doesn't like just smell like gasoline it and exhaust. Sm- there's shade. It's, it's pleasant. It's better in every way. Yeah. We, we were doing an Uber driver role play. We, it, we have fun here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still never gave you the five-star review. You're getting a little uh, too forward. Well, I can't afford to feed my cat, so now that's your fault. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay? You must. <laughs> the cat will just eat you when you die. <laughs> uh, but th- that's a ride that both of us have like a nostalgic connection mm-hmm. to. Because nearly everything we wrote on this trip was something I was on for the first time. Yes. Not and this, however. Yeah. 
And that that's the thing I remember riding with my dad when I was like five. One yeah. of the few rides he actually enjoyed going on. <laughs> so my, fam- my, my parents were not ride people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My dad just put up with them. <laughs> so uh, moving from Frontier Town, uh, you, you hang a left, or I guess it'd be a right if you're facing south. Uh, you, you're going to hit the Frontier Trail. Yes. That's the next zone we're going to talk about. And this is more lavishly themed, I guess. Yeah. You got more of the, the frontierish places. Like you, this, this looks more like the frontier days of the Midwest. Yes. The theming also comes from some of the water rides that were not open over there that are <laughs> supposed to be like sawmills and like yeah, yeah. older things. And then it keeps moving where you have... Um, some of the stuff they had open was they have a glass blowing uh, area with live demos. You can even get glass blowing lessons from that guy. Yes, which we didn't do, but can, it's cool. You can buy stuff that they've made there, along with stuff gorgeous that pieces too. Yeah, and it's a really cool um, building it's in because the building's made out of like glass bottles that have been like cemented. Yes. Together just to create the walls. It's really cool. <laughs> green glass Coke bottles and mortar. That's all it is. The the whole front uh, frontier tra- trail area is actually really cool because like so many of the buildings are like wood structures or um, or this like glass stuff. But mm-hmm. then they have like moss on the roofs and like it's very it's very pretty. Yeah, one of the moss roofed buildings is a Panda Express, which yeah has got to be the only one in the world, right? Got to be, got to be the only <laughs> moss covered Panda Express. Um, but yeah, there's also a, a candle shop that unfortunately was not open. But we uh, found some pictures of some of the wild candles they have in this place, and I wish it were open really when upset. we went. There's also what like a leather store. Mm-hmm. Um, a rock place and where you can like mine for your own like right. rocks and really nice like geode uh, uh, paperweights. Yeah, so they got a lot of like tourist trap souvenir stuff there, but they also had some like really interesting stuff. They also had, I think, maybe your favorite attraction, the barnyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we I initially needed to go because everything was advertising Curtis, the miniature cow. <laughs> and I was like, I need to meet Curtis. Gotta meet Curtis. And I did. But you know what? Curtis was not the highlight of the barnyard. The, the barnyard is a petting zoo area. And they mm-hmm. have a, a wide variety, not just your, your farm animals, your goats and sheep. Yeah. But there were a pair of camels that we pet and alpacas, mm-hmm. which I guess are farm animals in, in this uh, millennium. Well, and like bunnies and then lots of goats. Lo- many sizes sheep. and species of goats. Um, they also had like some stuff you really couldn't pet, like a turtle. Uh, and <laughs> One time when we went by, that turtle was motoring. It did a lap of the little turtle pond. Yes. Um, my, I think my, my favorite was, well, I liked all the goats. All the goats. There was that one goat that was a little, it was kind of like a medium-sized goat that really liked getting his head scratched. Yeah, you out found from, that goat spot. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we went into, like, kind of the, like, the pen area where they were just kind of all roaming around you, yeah. there was this one little white pygmy goat. That was just perched on top of a barrel, it eating have some been grain or more whatever. Than six pounds. It was a it tiny was little so thing. It was so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it it just knew it was cute. <laughs> it's just like, yep, that's why I'm on my little perch up here. Yeah. Showing off. 
<laughs> but it was very, it was very fun. And like the animals, like were very sweet. And man, you could tell a lot of them like lived for people scratching them. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "This is all I want." Uh, also, just just a tip: if you want the animals to love you, get a drink to go. <laughs> Because they'll think that you bought some hay for them, and they'll just come by you. They'll think your your plastic cup full full of beverage is a plastic cup full of uh, goat food. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they already had had a lot of goat food. I'm sure I they don't had. think I was depriving them. They deserve it. They were all sweethearts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the only place in the world, right, where, where you get these views, these rides... And then you get to touch a camel. The camel, <laughs> the camel tried to kiss me on my camel mouth. Camel did try to nibble you. It was all like, "Hey there!" <laughs> like they were totally not phased by the rides either. That like right. went behind them. They the, were like, "Whatever." The first turn, this, this big overbank turn after the drop of Millennium Force, goes right over. Yeah. They do not care. Yeah, because at first I was kind of concerned, like, oh, that can be nice for them. And literally, they do not, like, even turn an ear. <laughs> they do not care. <laughs> it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a very scary turkey as well that I wanted right. nothing to do with. <laughs> Those turkeys, man, they will mess you up. You give them a chance. They were just, like, free-roaming turkeys, too. I was like, what? What? I don't, I don't think this is okay. What if it just keeps free walking away? Uh, across the way from there, they have pony rides. We did not do pony rides. No, <laughs> they're there. That I have no interest in a pony ride. <laughs> uh, but but once you come out of the frontier trail, you are on the Millennium Midway, which is dominate. Th- this is the only area where we rode everything. Yeah, that is there. Uh, so I guess let's start with. Millennium Force. Yeah. Now, this is a ride that was the last thing I rode at Cedar Point the last time I was there. Uh, when I was 17. The, the first uh, roller coaster to go over 300 feet, thereby making it the world's first giga coaster. Uh, the first one with a cable lift, which is good because if it went oh, at God. regular like chain lift speed, you'd be on that hill forever. There's it is, just so much hill. It's so much hill. It's so much hill. <laughs> I, re- I really had to talk myself into that hill, even though I've done it before. Yeah. Uh, 94 miles an hour, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's an incredible ride. It is. It's another perfect ride. It's one of those ones that does what it does so well. Which it's, is speed. It's invigorating. You again. You feel like you never lose a bit of those ninety-three miles an you, hour, you, ninety-four. Like, do not. It's <laughs> insane. That that first overbank turn that goes over the barnyard. You just feel exhilarated. You feel powerful. Yeah. yeah. Remember those guys in front of us that started like air punching? Yes. As it yes. was going <laughs> through through the tunnels. Yeah. Um. I, I put a hand in the air because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't let go like ever, no. but I let go <laughs> on the second time. On the second time after I knew it was okay to let go. Oh. Um, this is also one of the ones where like the ride attendants were having a blast. Oh yeah! So uh, a train pulls in. You get in. You're left to put to to buckle your seatbelt, put down your own lap bar, and then uh, attendants come in and, one from the front. 
one from the back to make sure you did it right. Yes, make sure on each you're side. in there real tight. Yeah. So uh, they meet in the middle. When they meet, double high five. Yes, <laughs> with a time. jump. With a jump. Yeah. And I know like they, they usually do some type of thing like that so that way the main operator can see like that they're right. done and all that. Uh, but they do it with such energy and excitement that I'm like, <laughs> that is like your own addition. Yeah, That's not yeah. required. <laughs> um, and I just loved it. Millennium Force is another ride that I could just go on every day of my life. Yeah. And I would not get tired. And it also, um, what blew my mind, okay, is the last time I was there, mm-hmm. I waited like three hours for this ride. <laughs> it was like walk up, it, maximum 20 minutes. Basically, yeah. That's when it one, was really yeah. heavy on our second yeah, day. One day we 20 walked. 20 minutes. One day we walked by and it was a five minute wait. <laughs> like, I was like, I waited. Three hours. Hence, it was the last thing I did at Cedar Point on that trip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Next one, uh, another one of your favorites. Yeah. Let's talk about Iron Dragon. Oh, I love Iron Dragon. Iron Dragon was built in the late 80s. It is the oldest uh, surviving coaster of its kind. It's a suspended roller coaster uh, from Aero uh, Development, Aerodynamics. Not sure which name they had in the 80s. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're out of business now, which is one reason there aren't a lot of these. Yeah. They aren't making new ones because the, the company's defunct. It's such a good coast. Now, when I tell people this is one of my favorite ones, if they've been to Cedar Point, they're like, really? <laughs> tell tell but, the folks why. Okay. Well, for, part of it is nostalgia. Uh-huh, like, this uh-huh. was one of my favorite things as a kid. But... It is a perfect ride to get people into coasters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's especially like these type of coasters, like stepping outside the wood coaster thing and into like the modern coaster as we know it. It's the perfect thing to get people into it. It is a family coaster. It's not particularly intense. They rate it as a four mm-hmm. on the one to five scale. But the thing is, it's surprisingly more intense than you think. It gets more intense as you go on. What what I love about Iron Dragon is that it has a, a really good sense of pacing. Yeah. And I, I don't know what coaster enthusiasts mean when they use that word, but I'm using it as like like a story. Like yeah. it, it's got dramatic pacing. Well, it does a wonderful thing where like you have the first lift hill and that goes and it's fun and it's a little bit it, more intense it than goes you- into this sweeping pleasant trip through the trees yes because this is also one that's beautifully surrounded by trees and it's all over lagoons yeah the, the first half is like you're, you're going through this lovely forest and the second half after the second lift hill and drop mm-hmm. is a lot more over the water when i was a kid i remember that i think they used to do fog through it too. They did. They did do fun. Um, which they were not doing, which also made it like really fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that second lift hill gets you into the turns and the turns the, and the turns. The intense portions. Yes. The, the, the higher G's, the faster uh, uh, banks. Yeah. And it's still just so enjoyable. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. I like, it's not, it's not the most thrilling thing ever. It's not going to like be, oh my gosh, terrified. But it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. And I think a perfect example of why it's such a great coaster is like the kids that were behind us. Mm, who had yeah, ro- when we rode it the second time. Yeah, who were just, there was someone who was talking about how it's their favorite thing ever. And these kids were probably like between the ages of like seven to 12. And another kid in their group, it was her first coaster ever, uh-huh. according to her friends at least. And then there were a bunch of them like, I got over there like, oh my gosh, let's do it again, let's do it again. 
They like, had a great time. And that's, that's I feel like, the perfect, like, thing. Like, even for, um, like, adults who are, like, figuring out if they like rides or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one where if you're not really a coaster person, I feel like you would like it. Yeah. But I'm, I feel like for ones that people that are like, I'm not really sure if I like, you know, roller coasters. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect thing to try. Right. But it's not a kiddie ride. It's no. not like going to belittle you. No. It's no. It's a it's a fun ride. It's and I think it's fun. a shame that more rides like that aren't still built mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in parks. Which I know a lot of it is because they already have something that I guess they could kind of classify into that into that family or maybe even family plus zone. Yeah, I just feel like there's a lack of kind of coasters that aren't just like the young, like more the kid version of family coasters, mm-hmm. and then the like more high intensity stuff. Like there's not. I feel like there's a missing middle section there, yeah, which the, what is what this falls into. Like the gradient has a bit of a jump in a lot yeah. of parks. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, our home park, uh, Six Flags Great America, has the Wizard, which is great family, maybe family minus. Yeah. But it doesn't have something in the Iron Dragon range. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love this. Yeah. But it's one that we were, we were talking about, like, how we'd be very surprised if it went if they got rid of it mm-hmm. because there's another ride basically on top of it yeah, yeah so it, it would be very hard for them to tear it down it, i mean it's tucked into the woods between two coasters we're going to talk about later rougarou and top thrill dragster it's just it's hard land to work with yeah so i i think it's going to last a long time i certainly hope so yeah one thing I, I think is great about the dramatic pacing aspect mm-hmm. is that this is the, the coaster they do VR for. Yeah, well, they will be doing. They, they will be doing in peak season. We, we missed it. We were too, a few weeks too early. Mm-hmm. I would normally be like, oh, no, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. do not want that. Like, that <laughs> just sounds terrible. But it's the perfect type of ride for it. Right. You've, you've got the, these introductory pleasant swings, and then there's an intermission, and then a much more dramatic, intense part. Yeah. That's that's a story right there. Give me a VR headset and let me see ogres attack my village or whatever. And it's also one that isn't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't make you dizzy as it is. It doesn't, it doesn't affect your body in a way mm-hmm. that some other coasters do with the... And then putting the idea of, like, a VR headset with it where you'd be like, but I can't anticipate what's coming. <laughs> you don't really one... need to. You can you just, don't. like, let it ride. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fine. Can you imagine Top Thrill Dragster VR? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what would they do? 17 seconds of virtual reality. <laughs> and you're in space. <laughs> and you're back. <laughs> Millennium Midway has four rides, three of them are coasters, so Rougarou is a sort of a new ride, sort of an old ride. Yes, so it it is a converted ride. It was um, a it, roller coaster called Mantis. That had stand-up cars. Yes. You, you would be riding while standing. Which, you know, those are very popular in the 90s. And then people were like, man, those suck. <laughs> They've fallen out of favor hard. Which I never went on Mantis, because... Mm-hmm. I did not like the idea of standing up on a coaster. In 2015 or maybe 14, they repainted it, rethemed it, gave it uh, floorless trains. Mm-hmm. So you're the same height off uh, the the rails yeah, as you still, are on a stand-up. You're still riding on top of the rail. Yeah, 
but, but you're sitting. Yes. And there's no floor, so you've got free dangly feet. Yeah. We disagree about Rougarou. Yeah, because I have the opinion of if it hurts, I, it's a shitty ride. <laughs> Even it, though it was good for like the first three quarters. It shook you up more than me. After we it got did. off, I was like, yeah, you know, my head's a little achy. Now it's setting in. I see where you're coming from. But I think... I, I, my brain was not feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I had a headache behind one of my eyeballs mm-hmm. for a while. There's there's a, a ride we're going to talk about later that I think is the opposite of my Rougarou experience. Yeah. So for now, I'll say that this is one that I really enjoyed the elements. Like, the, you get dropped off into this huge vertical loop. I believe at the time it was the world's tallest vertical loop. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I love a lot of the stuff you do on it. But it wasn't a particularly comfortable ride. And that's that's very important. Yeah. It was... As I said, the beginning of it was good. I was enjoying it. And then there's this one moment where your head just bobbleheads against the, you know, drop down harness. Yeah. If you And there's no controlling it. You can't stop it. Do do your best to keep your head forward. It's another one that tells you to take your earrings out. And for this one, it's because it will rip your earrings out. (laughs) And also, I mean, maybe it was better for you because you, again, you sit a little Long. taller, your longer neck. Yeah. But for me, it was hitting my ears. Yeah. So it's like, that is, that's not good. That <laughs> automatically causes a lot of issues in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just completely ruined for me. Um, and it's one of those things where it's, that's the initial track. That's the original Mantis built ride. It's showing It was known for that before. Like, yeah. anyone you talk to will talk about how it was never a great feeling ride. And, like, that's the problem is because of yeah. it's that moment. At least now you get to sit down on it. It's <laughs> got to make it a little better. They they did. There are fog machines on Rougarou. Yes, and also weird growls. Weird animal attack noises. Oh, because yes, as we were talking, remember, there's also like these characters that go around along with these rides. And like Millennium Force is a weird like bug cyber alien bug alien. Lady? Yeah, uh, I, I like it. I like the design of the cyber Rougarou alien Rougarou was like a... a Rougarou doesn't have one of the full characters, yeah. but like it, it is a, a mythical it's, jungle beast. Yeah, yeah, that's what's supposed to go with it. Um, Iron Dragon has a cool dragon on the logo. Yeah. That is only on the front train, I think, which yeah. is a shame. Uh, also on the t-shirt, if you could find it. Yeah. I did find a patch. Yeah. I mean, I found the t-shirt, but, like, they didn't have my size. Yeah. Because I just wanted Iron Dragon, like, souvenirs. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, folks? Make more Iron Dragon souvenirs. Yeah. Also, make a web store. Like, people would buy your merchandise. I oh, would. yeah. Yeah. I'll pay for shipping. Uh, the the last attraction listed under Millennium Midway is the CP and LE Railroad. Oh yes, this the weird train that does not go all the way around the park. Uh, the, the train is celebrating its fifty fifth anniversary year this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally the only way to get to Frontier Town when it was built. Uh, the train is older than any of the walkways. It's older than the uh, sky ride that used to exist to Frontier Town, mm-hmm. but was taken down before either of our time. Yeah. Uh, never mind this trip. <laughs> it's now a bathroom. 
is now a bathroom. And I think the other end is the Iron Dragon uh, a load station, a part <laughs> of it. Oh, yesteryear. Uh, but, but yeah, this is a, a, an actual working coal-firing steam train. Yes. That, that runs from the middle of the park to the back. Yes. It, <laughs> it, it's very odd to me, because usually, like, a train encircles the whole park or something. Traditionally. This does not. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's nice. Like, I enjoy riding a nice train at a park. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd, though, because it's, like, split in half. And like the one side you run ride on from like, from Millennium to Frontier Town from yes. front to back, um, it's just seen like I mean it does run along like the lake, so you got the lake on the one side, but then you're like, okay, here's the back of sheds and support <laughs> beams for coasters and some rocks. Okay, so, like that's it. Like the, if they would have a tour guide talking during it, there, they could totally sell grill. it. They have the equipment. They could sell this. And then once you're in the back, getting Go, back to the front, going from Frontier Town forward, or there's south. all these like animatronic skeletons. Yes, in Frontier Town ish buildings. They're fantastic. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, the, it just doesn't go. It's dozens so- and dozens of animatronic skeletons in in various scenes. On the way back, you also go over some lagoons. You kind of interact with the Cedar Creek Mine Ride. Yeah. It's just very bizarre to me how it's like two completely different train experiences. Yes. Yes. One where it's really nothing more than a people mover because there's nothing going on, nothing to look at. And one where it's just so goofy. You have to love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's very bizarre. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I like the train. Yeah. I mean, the train's cool. They also, um, they have a full-time person that, like, is kind of like a historian and, like, takes care of the trains and, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. conditions them, keeps them running. I mean, and All of their uh, engines came from work sites originally. Yeah. Like, they, they came from mines. They came from logging camps. Like, these are antique engines. Yeah. They need somebody to give them some care. So, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Millennium Midway doesn't have much of a theme to speak of. No. What, one thing I appreciated about Frontier Town and the Frontier Trail, their their plastic garbage bins were shaped like yeah. oak barrels. Yeah. It's it's just cute. It's very cute. It's cute. Going back to the back, if you uh, turn one way from Frontier Town, you're going down the Frontier Trail. If you turn the other way, you uh, run into Camp Snoopy. There are three kids areas, and I think this is the one for the oldest kids. Uh, it is also the most themed. Themed. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. They got some really, really cute um, like the, things in there. The the gate to enter. Uh, the lamps are all camp lanterns that are held which is by, very cute. by woodstocks, which is double cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's like little things like that all throughout. It's yeah, very adorable. Yeah, yeah. Um, we only went on one ride here because most of them require a child. If you're an adult. <laughs> So we went on one of the two I think we could go on. We went on Woodstock Express, which is also a four rating on the five point thrill scale. It is a wonderful little coaster. Yeah, th- this is like the family ride minus, right? As yeah. far as thrills go. Like, there's no drops. It's it's a lot of helixes and turns. Yeah, this is a ride that's for kids eight and under. Who want like the full roller coaster experience. One aspect of this ride that I love for that is that it has a ride photo. 
It does. It's so, it's so cute. Cu- so cute. I mean, we, we rode this kind of for completion's sake, but it was, it's just pleasant. It's it, nice. It, it was surprisingly more, all, again, more intense than I anticipated it to be. Not like intense, intense. But more but, than you expected something themed to Woodstock. Yeah. The bird that hangs out with Snoopy. Well, and just for like a kid's zone and a kid's zone where they're also like, okay, you need to ride with an adult. You can ride by yourself, little seven-year-old child. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit more than I like thought they would have, especially for such a tiny track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, took some little speed on some of those curves. It has the same height requirement. Uh, at least for riding solo, as Millennium Force. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I do also like that the seat belts, uh, you cannot undo yourself. You have to wait for the they, attendant who has a special key. They are child safety, uh, even if you are not an adult. <laughs> well, they can't put on multiple seat belts. That would no. just be... <laughs> but yeah, this is the, where they, we did not ride it, but this is where they have, uh, they have another little mini coaster that I remember riding as a yes. kid. Uh, we could not go on that one. Wilderness Run, which originally opened as Gemini Junior. Yes, which I believe we talked about in the episode. Yes, yeah. Uh, the the first roller coaster manufactured by Intamin, who went on to make Millennium Force, among others. It's amazing. And and Maverick to to it, it boggles my mind. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I guess this is a good time to talk about Gemini. It is because right across uh, from Camp Snoopy is the Gemini Midway, named for. Happy 40th birthday, Gemini. Formerly the world's tallest, fastest, steepest roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, And man, 40 years should be its end. It should just end now. It's a dueling coaster. It has two uh, tracks that run side by side that I think... They were only running one. uh, Again, low capacity day. Uh, but they were only running people on every other train, yeah, which was an odd experience. And then at one, well, right before we were supposed to get on, the, they started the throwing ghost, the sandbags and everything in it. Uh, on the ghost train, it, it was getting a whole, just bags and bags of weights thrown for and we were some just like, purpose. I don't know. What's going on? Gemini might have been our longest wait. It's it was. It was only supposed to be like 10 minutes and it took forever. It certainly felt like it took forever. Probably, I think, 30 to 40 minutes for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one we did not enjoy so much. It's one oh, that no, we both enjoyed it. quite a bit until two-thirds of the way through, yep. I'd say. This one I this this one is, uh, I guess, my least, second least? Least favorite? No, it, least favorite, because it's the one that hurt me the most. It, it, oh, gosh. You, you might uh, change your mind once we talk about the other one that yeah, I think it's, it's trading yeah, places it's with like, in your head. It's, but. It's, t- it was, it's a good, it was an enjoyable roller coaster. Until. Until the last, like, loop. The, the last element is it does a, a, a helix turn mm-hmm. that is not very well profiled. There's a bit of a rattle going into it. There's a big rattle coming out of it. And then as soon as we came out, they slammed on the brakes real hard. Well, in in the, the coming out of it turn is when I felt my neck go one way and I heard a huge giant crack. My shoulders went another way. My ribs went a different way and my hips went a different way. And, and then to top it off, slam on yeah. the brakes. My neck was in pain for hours. Like I could not turn my head without it hurting. Yeah. I mean... And it's such a shame that this ride, on the whole, sucks. 
Yeah. Because the, the opening drop, maybe one of my favorite first drops in the park. Like, a dueling coaster is so great. Yeah. And it has really awesome parts where it, like, comes together and you go away and you come together. But it hurt. It I freaking mean, hurt. There's no way around that. Like, you, you might put up with how shaky Rougarou is, depending on your tolerances. But there's there's no excuse for Gemini. Like, like this is dangerous hurting. <laughs> like, Rougarou was like, I am uncomfortable. I do not feel great. Mm-hmm. But I'll walk it off. I'll be fine. Gemini was where I was actually questioning, do I need medical assistance? <laughs> Did I get whiplash? Oof. Um, and the crack I heard made me really question whether, like, I, I broke something. The, the pair of women sitting in front of us, yeah. we, we made fast friends with them talking about how bad the, the like, last third, the, the yeah. like, last, honestly, 40 feet of this whole roller coaster is. Yes, because I think they were agreeing <laughs> yeah, with yeah. everything. Um, it starts so good. It does start it does. really it good. It breaks my heart. And then it's just... <laughs> but sandwiched between Camp Snoopy and Gemini is one of your favorite rides. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your favorite thing we only did once, unfortunately. Pipe Scream. I love Pipe Scream. Pipe it is such a wonderful ride. Pipe Scream is a ride that they classify as a coaster, but I don't think counts. it's no, it's more of a, a carnival. It, I attraction. would call it a flat ride, yes. You sit in a, a car that is shaped like a giant skateboard. Yeah. That uh, begins spinning as the whole thing goes up and down uh, a half pipe. Except, Except it's kind there, of... there's a hump in the middle of a half pipe. Yeah. Yeah. It is wonderful. It is so fun. Yeah. Um, it... It's one that you, like, you, you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to make me so dizzy. No, it's not because of the way it's traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the rides that wasn't open was Max Air, which is like a tourney ride that d- moves uh, in a certain way. A spinning frisbee pendulum ride. Yes. Yes. That um, when I was telling you about it from riding before, I was like, it's amazing you don't get dizzy. And it's because <laughs> of how it moves. And this mo- has like the same movement. But just a bit less so. Yes. And instead of being strapped in and dangling your feet, you're, you're sitting in a skateboard shaped car. Yeah. <laughs> but it turns at the right speed that as you're, yeah, you're spinning, but it's like, oh, I'm looking over here. Now I'm looking over here. Yeah. And now we're going this way. And part of um, he, he what makes some... it, I guess, thrilling is this half pipe structure because you go up it and sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, are we going to stop? Yeah. You, you get all the way to the end of that, that rail. Uh, you get some, some fun, gentle air time. And yeah. A different perspective on Camp Snoopy. It's just—it's just a very fun attraction. Yeah, pipe scream, two thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> um, it gets a four on on the thrill scale. Yeah, I'd say it's a low four. I don't know. It's because everything is a five that is like. Yeah, it's it's a weird scale where like one, two, three, and four make sense, but once you look at a five, you think this scale has to go to at least seven. There's it, no like, way that all these fives are the same category. Because yeah, five is its own like needs its own breakdown of what stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's good. it's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Magnum XL two hundred? Oh, yeah. The world's first hypercoaster, which is to say the first coaster to go over 200 feet. Yeah. Uh, this is a strange one because it 
it's not only in like the park. an eighth of it is. Yeah, it's uh, most of the ride's length is out over the, the neighboring Cedar Point Shores Water Park and along the the opposite shore that Millennium Force is along. Yeah, um, so you can't see much of it. You don't get many views of it from the park, and you don't get many park views from it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked it more than you did. I thought it was the opposite of Gemini in that it got better the longer it went down. The yes. longer it went on. No, it's, that's very true. It's best, its best parts were its end parts. Yes. Yes. Th- this is a coaster with a lot of airtime hills, and they really build in a way that pops you up. Yes. Like something about how they design those, it, it really just gives you a kick in the seat to, to go over those hills. It is quite a gigantic lift hill, which I did not like so much, but... It's 200 feet. Yeah. Biggest in the world at the time it was built. Um, but it's just, it's it's a fun coaster. And there are three tunnels. Yes. I love when they put tunnels on coasters. Oh, third, third tu- tunnel's the best. Third tunnel, my favorite part. Loved it. Yeah. It's just good. It's not like... The best, oh my gosh, everything from a coaster, but it's good. What I couldn't tell while going through the tunnels at speed is if they had, like, lights to look like a star tunnel or if there were just, like, holes in them and that was the <gasps> sunlight. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but, but they did have, like, a star tunnel effect either yeah. way, right? I don't really remember, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, the last tunnel, why it was so good is because it had a little, like, dip. Yeah. Thing, which the thing is, though, is when you're on it, it seems like it's so much bigger than what it is. And when you actually do see what it was, you're like, that was it? Yeah. That, it was just a little whoop, not like, but, whoa. But because it's a blind dip in a tunnel, it you, seems you really huge. feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good It's a good one. The only downside of that one was um, that they were painting something through the water park. <laughs> so the entire lift hill just smelled like terrible toxic paint. <laughs> And they, they must have finished by now because the, the water park is open. Yeah. <laughs> I believe starting uh, this weekend that we're recording. Yeah. Uh, power Tower is one that I was happy to ride uh, because one of my f- most formative Cedar Point memories as a child is not from going, mm-hmm. but from being 10 years old, which was the season the Power Tower opened. Yeah. And they slathered the airwaves with Power Tower They ads. promoted Power Tower so much. <laughs> So Power Tower is a drop slash launch tower. It is unique in that if you get in one line, you go up the green side, which which slowly raises you up 240 feet and then drops you in free fall. Yeah. We went on the red side, uh-huh. which uh, shoots, you up. shoots you up 240 feet, and then you get a, a pleasant, bounce. gentle bounce down yeah. the ground. <laughs> it has four of these things. Two of each. Yep. I remember those commercials too. It goes; it's very high too, it compared is. to a lot of um, of these towers. Another way to get great views: mm-hmm. uh, a, a, allegedly, you can see Canada if you're on the right side of the tower. Yeah, I really enjoy it because it doesn't seem like it's going to just fall over, <laughs> like the one at Six Flags. That's just oh, one tower yeah, that is and, the any, ricketyest thing ever. Any single. Uh, yeah. Uh, tower tower which is usually what you come across and you're like oh gosh this isn't safe why am i doing this (laughs) this seems very sturdy and also because it goes higher it's much much i guess wider and and bulkier Mm -hmm. i don't know why but for some reason green side like free fall side Mm -hmm. was much more popular than than launch side yeah 
I, I mean, I think it's just kind of that, like, it's, it's the typical one to do, and it's the, okay, we're up, and it's that scare of the drop. But really, I think the shoot-up was scarier. Mm-hmm. Because you really did not know when it was going to happen at all. Yeah. And then we, you we, get such a wonderful view, though, to enjoy yeah. it afterwards. At first, it's like, oh, no. And then, oh, no, this oh, yeah. is actually nice. I yeah, can, like, look I, at I everything. I can see down the midway. This is lovely. And I'm not freaking out about it dropping me now. Yeah. I can just look. <laughs> uh, we didn't ride this the first time until our last few hours. Yeah. So we were making strategic time management decisions. So we only did the one. Yeah. I guess leave something on the plate for next time. Yeah. <laughs> we've done drop towers it's like okay and yeah that's why we came to that uh decision like we've we've done free fall a lot of times yeah we've done free fall a lot today that that's what the the that that's what the first drop on a roller coaster is, is yeah free fall. also right next door is a ride that i thought would come out as your absolute bottom the corkscrew maybe it is uh corkscrew Ugh. uh i'm so torn between which one i hate more uh, opened in 1976. If you ever forget that, just wonder why are the train cars painted red, white, and blue? Yeah. 1976. Uh, it was the first roller coaster to have three inversions. It was just a few weeks off of being the first to ever have a vertical loop. And that's basically all it has. It's also the ride that everyone will tell you, don't go on. It's... But you wanted to go on it. It really that now that's no, one that really shows ride. its age. I, I gave this one the worst ride thing when I was there because I was like, nothing about it is good. Nothing. It's terrible. Every single second of it is bad. Uh the the first loop, like I understand it is the first loop ever designed. I get it, but it's not particularly exciting or, or exhilarating. Uh the corkscrews are very tight and uncomfortable, much like the cars. You end up very dizzy at the end of it. And, Everything kind of hurts. And after you're done with that double corkscrew, you just come into the station. I hope you had fun. It was, it's just a coaster. And uh, the only thing that made riding it somewhat enjoyable was going up the lift hill and that freaking seagull that's just sti- sitting there like, uh, you I'm made a- this mistake. <laughs> yes. We I'm going to stand right here on the coaster because everyone knows this is corkscrew and it's crap if the raven warn uh, reminds you of lost love the seagull reminds you of future neck pain uh, <laughs> uh corkscrew not great i mean I, I i wrote it for historical significance and you know what you can get that from a book um, it's such a shame because it is like a really cool looking thing yeah when you're it... walking down the midway it's gorgeous <laughs> i love it and there's wonderful places where you can stand right under it and mm-hmm. like wave at people as they come around and they like freaks them out like their eyes open up and one guy waved back at us and yeah we, we made his day <laughs> but it's terrible it's not fun to be on it's uh, so much fun to be near it really is it's just yeah i uh just do I go with the one that's like just bad or do I go with the one that like pain? Uh, I'll say Magnum was really rattly too for me. Like not, I didn't hurt, but like I felt vibrated coming it was off vib- of- It was vibrating, but yeah. it wasn't like jostling. I, th- I think I made a joke that I felt about as vibrated coming off of Magnum as I did coming off the antique cars. Yes. Yeah. Which I think made people in front of us laugh. <laughs> I'm glad somebody enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, across from Corkscrew is another ride that is fun to watch. 
Top Thrill Dragster. It's also fun to do. 120 miles an hour uh, horizontal launch. Then you go straight up 400 plus feet. And then straight back down. Then straight back down with a twist. It is 17 seconds long. And you gotta love every last one of those 17 seconds. Okay, so... Was it 14? Gosh, I I can't even remember. So this is a coaster that was new... When I was last there. Last time you went was its debut year. I think so. Or its second year? Perhaps. I don't remember. It was like a five-hour wait. I know that. <laughs> I was also terrified of it, so there was no way I was going to go on it. I could not do it the first day. I just could not <laughs> do it. But the second, second day, day. The second day. As we soon like, as we got off Millennium Force, the first time we rode Millennium. Yeah, you wanted to go eat snack. I was like, no, no, we're going to, let's go to Top Throw Jackster. We can do this. This will be fine. I got my adrenaline. We can do it. Got in line. It was like. Well, first we went to the Top Thrill store, which I guess we'll talk about next, but it was worth going to the store. Yes. We get in line. It's Not a very, short it's line. It's a short line. Um, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. We're like. So maybe like three people in front of us before we'll be able to get like on a, like enter right. to there's, get on a car. There's the people in in the corrals inside the station waiting to get probably the next like train. Two cars worth. Yeah, and then there's probably another there's, two cars worth in front of us. Then there's the turnstile. And, yeah, and that's where we're like three people back from the turnstile. And I was like, okay, and I was I was feeling really good. I wasn't worried at all. I was like, this will be fine. And then it broke. It broke. <laughs> Which it would not be a trip to Cedar Point without Top Thrill Dragster breaking, because it is the coaster known to break the most. Right. Just like the second time we went on Millennium, you got hit by a bug. I did get hit by a bug. It's part of the experience. It's part of what's here supposed to happen. <laughs> um, you go 93 miles an hour next to a lake, you hit some bugs. Like, you can't avoid it. Well, it was one of those things where, like, maybe we'll wait it out, and then, you know, you see the actual, like, engineers like, mechanics yeah. coming out and you're like oh no guys with a backpack full of tools and you're just like at that point we we backwards line jump we, we hop the fence to yeah. leave and and go on with our day and as we go out there's two more guys with the yeah. backpacks like oh i guess we made the right choice and i'll say at that point i was not sure we would actually go on it because I was so hyped up at that point, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know if I will be at that point to like get myself to do it. But later, but we came back. We came back, and, um, I and don't it was know... actually a very quick. It was like walk up, like we walked right up. Yeah. So I could great. not think about it. Um, we got strapped into the purple car. Yeah, I freaking loved it. <laughs> it's really good. It's so good. I mean. I just described the entire ride experience, so it is nothing if not a one-trick pony, but it's a dang good trick. It's so good. It's so incredibly good. And, like, one thing I was, like, really, like, terrified with with this ride is you only get a lap bar thing. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that just, like, boggled my mind. And you know what? I felt so totally secure the whole time. Yeah. Um, It literally is up, over, down. That's it. 17 (laughs) seconds. But it's the fact like another one where people are just like as as you stop and pull into the station, they're falling all over themselves, wiping tears. But what I love about this in 17 seconds, I feel like I comprehended so much of what was going on around me. Right. Because the up part is so much like the everything is rushing past me. We are going up. What is happening? But then that over part, it's just sky. 
You just yes. see sky. Yes. And then as soon as you start to go down, it's just this wide open expanse of well, everything below you. Well, first there's a moment of all you can see is the twist. Oh, yes. All you can see is the twist coming. And but, then everything but then, just yes, opens this, up. This green field is is rolled out like a scroll ahead of you as you dive into it. It's amazing. And it boggles, my, amazing. It boggles my mind. I have like so many moments <gasps> from it. Because some of the other coasters we rode, I'm like, I have no idea what was going on like, around me. I mean, we've gushed over Steel Vengeance. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember any of it, which is something I, have, I love about it. I have about no it. idea which way we were facing at any point so in time. it's so disorienting, which yes. is part of the experience. But Top Thrill, it's just like, flash, 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 like your life goes before your eyes. And I honestly had no idea that you would be able to comprehend anything on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, we wrote it. I loved it. We went and did Power Tower, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I need to do right it again. Back around I need to on. do it again. I need to make sure that it's just as good as I think it is. And that, and by that time, just like one walk-up flat ride, the line had gone, because now people were doing like their last ride yeah, of the day. Yeah, we had like three hours left of, the, before it closed. But the school groups were doing yeah. their last ride of the day. So we had to wait ten minutes. So, so yeah, that walk-up turned into a ten-minute wait. Oh, goodness. And it was just as good. It was so good. It, it shocked me, because, you know, since I was... What year was that? Like, since 2005, I've had it in my brain mm-hmm. how terrifying that ride must be. <laughs> and and it's, you did it. It's, it's a wonderful ride. You did it twice. <laughs> I wish I would have done it the first day, so I would have done it more. <laughs> Well, also on Gemini Midway, we did Super Himalaya, a flat ride. Yes. Uh, this is something that you'll this recognize the... from your, your county fair uh, or, or anywhere else with amusements. Yeah, it's, it just goes in a circle really fast. Yeah. It's but it didn't go backwards. Sometimes it'll go backwards. Not here. That disappointed me because it usually goes forward and it goes backwards. It did not. Yeah, not to be confused with Matterhorn, which is essentially the same ride, but with free-swinging, pendular uh, cars. I don't think I've ever been on one of those before. Really? I was. I don't think so, and I very much enjoyed it. And Matterhorn is one we also did, which yes. is nearby, but technically in the main midway section. We're jumping around a little bit. Oh, no. Uh, one thing about Gemini Midway, not a lot of snacks. There was nothing there. When we went. Because again, some of the the stalls weren't open, and they're like I also portables, feel, yeah. you know, cart snack stalls. They were in storage. Yeah, I feel like which that, we saw. We'll talk about later. I feel like that side is very much um, operated by the portable ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, there was nothing. It was very odd. <laughs> so the next area we're going to talk about is the Lakeside Midway. Now, looking at at uh, our guide map, we only rode three things here. But we spent a whole lot of time here. Yes. Because one of them we went on four times. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was great. It was great. <laughs> so the, the Lakeside Midway, again, one of the prettiest parts of the park. Yes. Uh, we, it's along the lake and it's along the beach. The beach side, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and everything here is painted with uh, its own sort of, I guess, lakeside color palette, like Wicked Twister. Very pretty shades. Uh, the the giant wheel, their Ferris wheel, is just really Very charming pretty. looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, to mention two things we didn't ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Wicked Twister fans and Checklist fans. We skipped one roller coaster uh, eh. on this trip. Um, I've been on it before. 
It's fine. Let's see. We, we rode the, the Dodgem. The, 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 the bumper cars? The bumper cars. Uh, we did the Tiki Twirl, which is essentially a, an egg scrambler setup, but on a tilt. Yeah. That one, I didn't, in, in, it made me kind of dizzy. Because <laughs> the floor was like different color blue boards. Mm-hmm. And so when you're being scrambled, you just see like shades of blue spinning around you. And it's just being kind of dizzy. It's disorienting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the headline attraction Gatekeeper. <laughs> Gatekeeper is a, a wing coaster where uh, you are dangled out to the side. So the left side and the right side get essentially different rides. Yes. And you get to choose which line you get in, left or right. We did two of each. Left side is the side I liked better. That's the one that goes over top of the inverted drop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Left side. Better side. Both sides, great. Left side, more fun. Uh, more intense. I think it's more intense. Just like Steel Vengeance, a wonderfully perfect ride. Yes. There is nothing wrong with this there, ride. Steel Vengeance, Millennium Force, and Gatekeeper are absolutely perfect rides. For, first off, like I've ridden one type of coaster like this before, and I loved it. Yes. Um, this is just, you know, it's another one where it's like... The, the world's tallest inversion. Yeah. And then they built... To go with its name, a gate over the opening or the front gates that it like cuts through and then cuts along the side of, and right. So so you you go up this lift hill and you get the lovely beach on the side. If you're on the left, another reason left is best. <laughs> uh, and, and then yeah, you have this wing over drop at 170 feet high mm -hmm. uh and, and you start going through uh loops and twists and turns as you come around the uh, uh premier parking zone and then you go through these keyholes built into the entrance gate uh but the best part is after the turnaround when you weave around the yeah. keyholes uh <laughs> And on the left side, it's just so, that is like the best part mm -hmm. is when you're on the left and doing that. And it's just, it's so good. It's, it's another one that like caused like tears to come out of my eyeballs. Mm -hmm. If, if Millennium Force delivers this overwhelming feeling of, of like power and, and, uh, agency, like Gatekeeper is liberation. Yeah. Like you you feel free. Yeah. Which is amazing because their vest restraints are <laughs> like the most hugging thing it's, ever. It's a big bear hug. <laughs> and I do like it's such a secure restraint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> You're super tight but super comfy at the same time. They're yes. good restraints. Yeah. They're good. I like them a lot. Uh <laughs> um yeah, so we went on four times. It's it's Worth it. Totally worth it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knocked down a fair number of things to build this uh, area as it is now. Uh -huh. I mean, the Lakeside Midway existed before, but how it is now, it, it's open and breezy and uh, the... It really feels like they could actually build more rides over there now. <laughs> a bit, a bit. Uh, and they probably are because that's where we saw the active construction. Yes. There was, was a stadium that had like an extreme sports stunt show. That was torn down. That is now a big pile of sand surrounded by a wooden fence. Which will probably be something. <laughs> will probably be something. 
fans in the community are are already hard at work speculating on what it might be. Yeah. Yes. But that open view with all the large buildings knocked down is it's really pleasant. I love the the stone courtyard uh with the, the gatekeeper sign as you go yeah. to the uh to the line. And it's one so of the, nice. I feel like one of the few places where you can easily see the lake mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. from I guess from the park. And not like on a ride. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of a beautiful spot that opens up to the beach. Which goes really well, I guess, with their this blue coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's like water and whatnot. But uh we didn't ride anything in Planet Snoopy, which is right alongside. Although Planet Snoopy is cute. Yeah. Uh but we did ride one thing in Kitty Kingdom. And that was the carousel. Yeah, the the Kitty Carousel is an antique. It is not as old as the Midway Carousel. It's in much better shape, though. But it is in much better shape. It apparently still contains a Wurlitzer organ. Yeah. Although uh, I'm I don't 95% positive the music we were hearing was not coming from the organ. It still has it, though. But it's it's still in there. And it also it, has all of its, like, interior art. Yes, the murals in, the, in there on the central mm-hmm. column. Very nice. And this was a very pretty one because it was, um, uh, it wasn't... A horse carousel? It was different Mostly animals? Mostly horses. Three quarters of it was horses. Yeah, but, but then, then there's it, bunnies. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it had bunnies and, and lions and tigers and... Ostriches. A really weird panda where you're like, <laughs> wow, you didn't know what a panda looked like. Yeah. You thought a panda just looked like a bear that was white and black. It was clearly <laughs> cut from the same model as the... The, the, the brown the bear. The brown bear. <laughs> But then painted to be a panda, and that's not what pandas look no. like. I'm sorry. Um, we rode the ostriches. We did. We did. I wanted either the ostriches or the bunnies because <laughs> they had really big ears. Yeah. Of the zones that just have Midway in the name, at least that we've talked about, mm-hmm. Lakeside Midway is my favorite as far as you know the looks of it. Because it very much feels like a Midway. Yeah, yeah. It has all the the. Midway games and the colors and everything that you would yeah. expect. Because we weren't there late enough, because yeah. the park wasn't open late enough for it to get dark. Yeah. I can't really say firsthand what any of these areas looks like with their lights on. Yeah. I bet the Gemini Midway gorgeous. is gorgeous because we saw a lot of nice lights mm-hmm. that weren't on because it was it was 3 p.m. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> but you know over there would be But I'm beautiful. sure, yeah, they're, they light up the, the Ferris wheel, of course. I, I bet it's amazing. Um, while we're doubling back, let's talk about the Top Thrill Dragster-themed uh, uh, gift shop. The most overly-themed gift shop from the outside that has everything for everything that you could want. Right. like For everything else. Steel Vengeance gift shop. Mostly just Steel Vengeance stuff. Yeah. Gatekeeper gift shop. Gatekeeper, Gatekeeper. stuff. Top, Top Thrill Dragster gift shop. Every coaster. Everything. Even coasters that don't exist anymore. <laughs> That's where I found my Iron Dragon stuff. Yes. The only place. <laughs> I was not going to go in there because it looks so overly themed. And then, no, they have everything. <laughs> it was so confusing. But, Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that takes us to the big one, the main midway. We rode nearly everything on the main midway. Mm-hmm. So let's do these in alphabetical order, I guess. Okay. The Blue Streak. 
the oldest roller coaster at Cedar Point and the only wooden coaster. Blue Streak is great. It it is charming. We've we've said this a lot about uh, a few others, but it's in that category. It is exactly what you want from a wood coaster. It's just rickety enough. Yes. It does not hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't shake. It's just like, oh boy, that that amount of it's rickety-ness. It's really fast for what you think it would be. <laughs> um, it's also like kind of one of the last things they have like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like... I mean, it's, this... it's from a bygone era. It's yeah. from the 60s. And gosh, it's so set like away from everything. It's a little hard to find the right path in. Yeah. Which is weird. It's tucked in behind Raptor and and uh, next to Val Raven. Yeah. It is one of those ones where you're like, man, people used to be smaller in the past. <laughs> yeah. Not that you or I are exceptionally... Wide. Wide. But those... Those are those seats that they made where you're like, how big were people then? <laughs> It wouldn't seem that way if the the seats weren't divided in half. Yeah, but because they have that divide, it's like, no matter how big you are, you are squeezing into this little square. And taking them out would also free up an extra inch and a half to share between the two people. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's fun. It's good. Blue Streak, two thumbs up. Liked it. It also has a little, like, hat building Yes. As well yes. as little like um, as, as you go up uh, at at the top of the lift hill, there's like a little. I mean, pagoda is not the right word, but it, it that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the little the, like pointy roof. The world's smallest pavilion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute, and there's a little flag. Yeah. Uh, don't touch it. Be nice. It's yeah. an. It, it's from the sixties. You might lose a hand. <laughs> I high five the ride attendant riding out our our second time. Yes. Yes, I did. Good job. It made him happy. Yeah. Uh, Continuing in our alphabetical order journey through the main midway, the Cadillac cars. Oh, yeah. This is... The other cars. This is the other one. There used to be three, but they lost one to make space for Val Raven. They they lost the ones that were, like, more 50s cars. Yeah. Like, 60s, like, cool cars. The Cadillac cars have the same or nearly the same bodies as the antique cars in Frontier Town. Yes. But these run under a four-leaf clover track. Yeah. So you're just turning left to one degree or another. It is very weird, though, that like there are points where you drive right next to another car. <laughs> that, that does have, yes. <laughs> um, but but it's, I like the other course better. But this one, you get to go under the bridge and... As well as through. Yes. So that's nice. And yeah, the, the points where it's two-way because of that, it's nice. It was... It has a, a fast lane line. I was always <laughs> tickled by these very simple rides and attractions that still have the uh, fast lane program where you, you pay an extra fee and you're able to Cut get lines. into yeah the express, yeah. you know. And it's like, do you really need that? You really? I mean, I guess really? in summer, maybe. Maybe. Who's planning their day around the Cadillac cars? (laughs) I want to meet them. They sound fun. I mean, remember during uh, the extra hour we did the second day, we saw someone riding on those. I was like, I love it. They're using their uh, early entry to ride some Cadillac cars. You do you, man. That is... Live your life. You're cool. Yeah. 
Cedar Downs Racing Derby, the second yes. of the, the carousels uh, we have to talk about. I love this. Yeah. It's so good. It's so iconic. It's so it unlike- so doesn't exist anywhere, I feel like. And it's like nothing else. Like yeah. a, a carousel, there's a central pillar in every carousel, right? Yeah. No, not here. Not here. Just the it's, floor. It's, it's just a big old floor and you spin in a circle at 15 miles an hour. Yes. Which is just enough that you really do have to hold on. And you kind of like tilt into the middle because you're like, whoa. Yeah. The floor is slightly banked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, And the whole time, yeah, they're like racing horses and the whole time there's like this auto... Um, this audio playing of like a race announcer, like yes. so and so's ahead, and this is happening, and so and so's taking the lead, and and it's great. It is also full of birds' nests. Oh my gosh, there's so many birds' nests in that so place. So many adorable birds. Um, I just love it. It is rated a three for its thrills. It it makes me sad that there's not more of them. If people aren't making them, mm-hmm. because it's so fun. Cedar Downs Racing Derby is is a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about the Matterhorn earlier, so that brings us to the Midway Carousel. This one's a story. This is the the like one of the first rides as you enter. It is the right at the front. It is the oldest ride in the park and yes. the one that has been here the longest. Well, the first time we when we rode it. It was just us. It was just us. No one else was on it with us. We we were planning to ride it because of its historical value. And it wasn't open. And then we noticed uh, an attendant, like, walking in, unhooking the gate and starting to set up. So we're like, let's ride the carousel. No one joined us. She closed the gate behind us. We wound things up. And by the time we were coming around the first turn, then there was a line. There was, like, 15 people in line. (laughs) But, like, we just had just, our solo carousel just ride. watching an empty carousel, and I'm like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, it's, not, it's not me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this carousel is, it's very strange. It it's, has a lot of, um. It's bare, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, they've, they've taken down, I assume, for, like, preservation, mm-hmm. um, all the art, uh, all the murals that are inside. Uh, it was in the stuff from outside. It's just very bare. and Yeah. Um, it, it looks nicer with its lights on. Second night we left later than the first, yeah. so they were starting to turn lights on. Yeah. It's just for being like, usually when it's like the oldest carousel, and this is kind of like the main, like especially in a main like area. I mean, it, it's the first thing you see as you walk in. It's, I feel like, kept in such a state of like, look at it. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, wow, this it's, is kind of sad. It's not much to look at, but it's fun. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's just, I mean, like, and the horse, like, the horses you ride on, like, those are very nice and they're yes. really kept up. Yes. It's just a lot of the extra stuff that makes a carousel very pretty and mm-hmm. didn't have. Uh, Raptor. If it weren't for Gatekeeper, I think Raptor is the first roller coaster you see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Raptor is um, a dangly feet coaster. Uh, an inverted roller coaster from B&M. Very much the type of coasters that were very popular in the 90s, but early 2000s. But then every park had one and you don't really need one anymore. <laughs> it's A victim of their own success. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's very much like, a, I'm like they don't make these anymore. <laughs> um, it's good. It's, it's, it's. Stands up well. It's a good coaster. 
It's got a bit of a rattle, but not nearly as much as Rougarou. My head was fine. Yeah, It's yeah. nothing that, like, makes your head hurt or, like, bounces you around too much. Raptor's another one that's like, mm, if if we had a bit more time, would have been nice to ride that a second time. Yeah, I would have gone it a second Just time. Just so I could, like, work out my feelings. I liked it. It was one I always used to like. I'm a big fan of dangly feet coasters. Yeah. I really like them. I especially love when you get to the... When when you're doing those types of loops, mm-hmm. when it's a dangly feet coaster and you're just like seeing it go like yeah, above you, yeah, yeah. it's such a great feeling that you don't get on other ways you sit in coasters. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that's the only time you really see much of anything, at least from the middle of the train. Yeah, in the middle. <laughs> that's the one thing. Because and you are very like closed in on it. The, the structure of this one, the, the supports are so, so big. They're thick. And they're on both sides, and they're, like, thickly placed. You're going yeah. through a forest of these these uh, pylons and, and posts. Yeah. You, so you feel very caged. Yes. It's I, still just a good one, though. I yeah, like it. Yeah. No, it's good. I If we wrote it a second time, I would be able to speak more if I think it's a, a, a hidden gem like Iron Dragon or just kind of middle of the road. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like put it in the same level as Iron Dragon because it's more it's more than that. It's more intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like it's like a good like a step up coaster. Mm-hmm. Like it's another one of those like stepping stone ones that's like good for that. Yeah. It's nothing too crazy in any way, but it's fun. Uh let's talk about the sky ride. The sky ride is something that I think you were the most nervous to go on. <laughs> Because you're not big on gondolas hanging from things. No, I'm not. There's a reason we don't go on Ferris wheels. (laughs) And you were like, I really want to go on it. And I was like, oh boy. I said, I'm interested. Once I realized what that meant for you, I immediately was like, but we don't have to. In fact, maybe we shouldn't. (laughs) But I was like, no, we'll do it. It'll be fine. But we did it. And it was fine. It it was. um, I was able to enjoy it and look around a bit bit during the middle section where we were just like going flat i didn't like like the up or the down <laughs> i'm really weird about certain things i'm like roller coasters yeah whatever cable car thing no <laughs> but yeah this is more of a, a transportation item than an attraction Not although really. it doesn't really it doesn't you. go anywhere because this is a park that was built you know peace by piece, expansion by expansion, renovation by renovation. It gets you from the front of the main midway to the end of the main midway, which is can, only like a quarter of the way to the back of the park. And you can walk that in the same amount of time I think it takes you. More or less. <laughs> so it's really a sightseeing attraction. Yeah, it it's a great place to get pictures. It's a great thing to get pictures of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It'd be a great place to, like, drink the Starbucks you bought at the front if they let you take drinks on it. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's where we saw some things behind scenes. Like, yes. seeing, like, oh, that churro cart is not out yet. I bet it will be for or Memorial like, Day. Yeah, like, behind that building's where they have all those little kiosks. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, ooh, on top of that roof is a lot of nesting seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we rode on the Maiden Midway, alphabetically speaking, uh-huh. Val Raven, 
Uh, yeah. A very recent, I believe, 2016 addition to the park. Uh-huh. Uh, the world's tallest and fastest and, and most inversions on a dive coaster. Yeah. Which means uh, your, your car goes out to the end of a 90-degree drop and stops as you hang over the edge and look at it. Yep. Which is something I totally forgot it did. And then you drop. <laughs> Which you thought was why I was like, I guess, building up to it. Mm-hmm. But I did not remember that happened. No. I, wasn't, I wasn't even paying attention to it, like watching it, like that that's a thing that it was doing. And then we were on it and I was like, oh no, this is what it does. <laughs> This is the one I alluded to earlier with Rougarou, the, the matched pair. Valraven was a really smooth, comfortable, enjoyable ride. Yes. Except I didn't like its loops as much as Rougarou. I didn't like its its rolls and twists as much as Rougarou. Except that one kind of hurt at the end. So, like, there's your trade-off, I guess. Like, There's your devil's bargain. Yeah, Valraven's very smooth. It's a very comfortable ride. It's not that exciting, considering what it's supposed to be. The best part is before you go over the edge, because you, that you, wonderful little you come around. up the hill and you do a, a, a basically a hairpin turn before you come down the drop, which means you get this sweeping panoramic view of the entire park from yeah. over 200 feet above it. That's really nice. Yeah. I didn't really have an interest in riding it again. Like, I would, like, in the future. But I wasn't like, oh, I want to ride this again. But I feel like it's one I need to ride a couple times to, like, get an opinion on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Raptor and Valraven, besides being next to our neighbors, are neighbors in my mind. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I like them both, but I would need more rides to, like, really say anything substantive about either of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Theming on a lot of these is interesting. Like, Steel Vengeance has the story, right? But I think the theme, in as much as the theme is the thing that sets the mood, Mm -hmm. is just that so much of the cue is in the infield and then in the structure. Yeah. So you're always getting, like, incomplete glimpses and hearing it rush by. It is also, like, the only ride that we actually had to wait for in a queue. That's true. That's (laughs) true. Uh, Val Raven, though, has this... Oh god, they're medieval like medieval Nordic, of yeah, very Game of Thrones esque style to it. There's there's is a big throne out front. Mm-hmm. I that was I mean It I, was like over themed. It was too much. Yeah. Especially for what the ride ended up being. Mm-hmm. It was like this is just too much. Tone <laughs> it down, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I I did enjoy going through and, and being able to guess pretty closely when each roller coaster opened based on the design of the 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 like the station, station house yeah the station which season of power rangers would have a meeting in this building <laughs> and and that's how you can tell raptor and and millennium force apart very, like raptor is very early they're still in angel grove so those like yeah. neon colors well millennium force is such a like nineteen, it's very ni- turn of the millennium. Nineteen ninety eight to two thousand. Yes, it's those three years. Mm-hmm. Because then you realize how much like, and we dropped that pretty quickly. Yeah, that's an aesthetic that just dropped off the face of the earth real fast. Yeah, uh, I think the the Matrix had a hand in it, and I think nine eleven had a hand in oh, it. Oh yeah, uh, our idea of what the future would look like; those two things, and we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, folks, this is a history podcast. Um, uh, the computer font in Gemini. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the colors they use. Uh, the the Magnum Pavilion. Oh, gosh. But, of course, I. Th- but the best theme has to be Top Thrill Dragster, right? It's just so in- incredibly themed. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, what I love is how leading up to this trip and talking about everything, how you would, like, rip into the fact that they have, like, grandstands by it. And you're like, I can't understand. I can't. I only could understand it in the concept of people, like, waiting for their friends to finish. We would have probably gone and sat there had we had more time. Yeah, because it's just we, fun to watch. The thing is, is like, if you are by that thing, you stop and you stare at it go. <laughs> yes, yes. That's all you do if you are within the vicinity of it. So it totally makes sense. And the amount of people just hanging out there that mm-hmm. definitely were not waiting for people. No. It's still going strong in 2018. <laughs> Just the way the, the, the lights count down like a racetrack, the the red and white alternating colors like a racetrack, yeah. uh, checkerboard patterns for the Finnish flag, uh, and I just think it's the coolest looking pavilion. Yeah. The, the pavilion that the loading station is, the way it's like angled and it's got those spires with the, the tension cables holding it up. Yeah. It, it just looks really cool. But the Gatekeeper Plaza is still top-notch. Love that plaza. It's just very pretty. It's very nice. We also did some shopping in the Pagoda store. Yeah. Yeah, that that's where we found um, our scented candle. Yeah, so they have this whole line A of... line uh, of scented candles. For their big roller coasters. And I have a friend that always gets me souvenirs from his travels to amusement parks. And I was like, you know what? I need to get him one. And I got him a scented candle. You got him the Steel Vengeance candle, which is maybe the best smelling candle. Yes. They're all nice, but like there's nice and then there's really nice. <laughs> well, there was like, this smells like detergent. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd call any of them like really nice. I'd call them like tolerable but, or decent. But of course we had to get it because it's the most bizarre idea for us. <laughs> uh, like, let me go buy a candle. Uh... A roller coaster scented candle that doesn't smell like wood or steel. It's kind of like cinnamony or engine oil, but no, it, it's nice. It's yeah. it's fine. Uh, the pagoda building, the, the pagoda gift shop, is built into one of the oldest buildings still standing, mm-hmm. as mentioned earlier. Even older, I I think I can, I'm not sure I have that uh, in the right order in my head, but I think so. Is the Colosseum, the first floor of which is a, a video arcade. Yeah. Video and Pinball Arcade, which was once the largest arcade in the world. Yeah. We we took advantage one afternoon with uh, about $5 worth of quarters. All the change we brought for the toll roads. Some, and, uh, some of it went into machines. Yeah. We played some Crazy Taxi. Played some Fast and the Furious drive game. I was like four hundredths of a second off of winning, winning race wars. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I tried to play Whack-A-Mole. It ate my quarter. Yeah, you, uh, you tried to play a, a really old um, pinball machine. I really wanted to play that one because it had Davy Crockett and an astronaut on it. It was called Pioneer or something? And it ate my quarter. But I did like, play the wizard one. Yes. That was, I th- like right next to it. That was, uh, it, it was called Abracadabra and it had some <laughs> wizards 
Uh, that was one I played. That was very fun. It was uh, very old. It's one of the ones that has like the manual like, yeah, ticker. A, and an actual wheel spinning with numbers on it yeah. to count your score. Uh, that was great. I also did the sexiness. We did the sex test. The sex test. That's what it was called. Sex test. It was a one of those old machines where you just like grip the handle and the light goes up and it like tells you something and it was like, you know, cute, lovable, sexy. Ooh. Hot, hot, super stuff. hot. Yeah, but it was like I all these like I got hot stuff. But it was like <laughs> these little pictures of like 1950s children, like <laughs> holding hands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, it was so bizarre. I think the picture for hot stuff was like one person introducing their girlfriend to another guy. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. It was really bizarre. But that's how you got rated. What I did love was like so much of the old stuff was, yeah, just a quarter. So it was like, yeah, I'm going to do this just to do it. Yeah, I I played this antique shooting game where there was like a a cast molded gun Mm -hmm. and a bunch of uh, like Viet Cong soldiers and and like Hueys coming in on, on wires. Yeah. And it, I would say it's maybe three quarters broken because yeah, I only yeah, got oh, yeah. one of the targets to register being yeah, hit. Yeah, it was, it was kind of broken. But it was fun. Um, I also played some old Pac-Man. We played some uh, that, skee-ball. Pac-Man was hard because you were having, like, sunlight glare. Yeah, it was like... And that kills a game of it, Pac-Man. The screen was really dark and then there was too much light and it was very hard to see. <laughs> you had the same thing with that Star Wars game you played. Yeah, and yeah, it was the, like, the Star Wars arcade cabinet. It was hard to see the TIE Fighters. Yeah. Like, it's it's a shame that so much of the stuff in there kind of seems to be broken. But I love that they just have so much old stuff. It's stuff that's been like, well, it's still working, so we're just going to keep it around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just slowly move the older stuff to the back. Yeah. Um, I think the most fun we had, I had at least, was that boxing game we played oh, two-player. Yeah. We had to box each other. Or you had, like, two joysticks, and the way you move them, like, translates to different kinds of punching and blocking. Yeah, that was good. Oh, and you did, the, you did that um, the skateboarder one. Oh, that was that was rough. You had to stand on a f- skateboard and mm-hmm. move it around. It did not like to move, especially if I wanted to turn left. Oh. I think that might have been part, part like, my fault, but... And you played Batman Whack-A-Mole. I played Batman Whack-A-Mole, which is a thing that is real and exists. Yeah. Yeah. There's this bizarre stuff in there, and I love it. It's a hodgepodge, for sure, in there. We we went by the Grand Pavilion. There's nothing to do in it um, unless you're a a certain group, and I think they do some trainings in there, which is not us. Yeah. But the oldest building in the park. But we also saw the oldest building on the peninsula. The lighthouse. The lighthouse. We took a, a midday walk to to go down the, the beach mm-hmm. and check out the lighthouse at Lighthouse Point. Yeah. As as a uh, connoisseur of Great Lakes lighthouses, yeah. what did you think of the lighthouse? It was a very pretty lighthouse. Yeah. Um, very well kept. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird that they've built because it's in like the the kind of like the cabin camping RV area. Yes. It's weird that they've built like cabins between it and the lake (laughs) (laughs) well i don't Um, think they light it up anymore (laughs) yeah it is it is very pretty um my my favorite types of lighthouses are ones though that are um out in the water Mm -hmm. 
So, like, it's not my favorite type, but it's very pretty. It's a very pretty lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I love, wish you could go in it. I love that it is one of those buildings just made of really big rocks stacked on each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, that's a cool kind of building. What would you think of the beach? The beach would be nice if we, it was warmer. We touched it. We, we touched the touch water. We did touch it. We touched it. I've talked about how like I love that Cedar Point is surrounded by water and you get to see it so much. Cedar Point also has a very distinct smell because <laughs> of the lake. Yeah, that that lake um, eerie surf. You, you just get like the the lake smell coming off, and it's I love it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so wonderful. We were staying at like that fancy hotel right there. That'd be cool. Yeah, got, like the beach which, right there, which we did visit. We we walked through the central building of Hotel Breakers. Yeah, and and gazed up through the rotunda. Yeah, wow. What did you think of that historic rotunda? It was very pretty. Yeah, yeah. They had some cool like glass balls hanging from it. Very uh, contemporary but attractive lighting solutions. Yeah, in, in the Hotel Breakers. Yeah, and Anne's pretzels though. Annie Ann's pretzels. Annie Ann's pretzels, though, worth it. Yeah, but you got the gotta, longest line we stood in the gotta, entire trip. You got to budget your time if you want one of those fresh baked right in front of you while you wait, which is not what I was expecting. Right, a, yeah. a pretzel stand, a tiny little pretzel stand in an amusement park. Like th- those are coming in frozen, and then they especially put them on yeah, even land. though like they're known for making it, you think like oh they're gonna like. Yeah, they're, they're pre-made ones. They've got another location no. in like the mainland, and then they truck them in. No, no they are they are folding those in the window. Mm-hmm. And they were great. Our, Super long line, but great. Our longest wait, but yeah, those were tasty. Yeah, clearly something is going to happen two years from now for the hundred fiftieth. Oh yeah, what do you think it might be? Coaster. Coaster. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are talking that there's going to be, like, a flying coaster, like the Superman thing here, and I'm like... Pfft. So you don't like that ride I hate all. that ride so much. I hate yeah. it. Um, so I hope it's not that. I hope it's something I, good. I love that every every rumor for what they might be adding for the 2020 season just comes down to a cross-section between what I, the person making this rumor, recognize as a thing they don't have and a thing I like. Yeah. So, yeah, some people are saying a, a flying coaster. Some people are saying, uh, well, they don't have a big modern wooden coaster. Yeah. Could add one of those. Some people are saying a polar coaster. Polar coaster? What's that? It's something that doesn't exist anywhere yet. The polar coaster is a tower structure that goes up as high as you want, maybe 350 feet, maybe 500. And up at the top, you have like space for uh, an observation deck, obviously, put in a restaurant or two, put in shopping, put in whatever you want. But around that tower is coaster track. Oh. And so you take an elevator up and then you do turns and twists and flips around, circling, hugging this building. Nah. <laughs> that just seems like something that would have the worst weight ever and the most congestion do. <laughs> you have to take an elevator up. That sounds terrible. Uh, the first one was supposed to be completed in 2016, and I'm not sure they've started construction yet. That'd be a terrible thing to build here. That is something you build in, like, I feel like a city. 
as a mm-hmm. tourist attraction. Th- that one uh, was supposed to be downtown Orlando. That makes sense. It's something like that where you can charge like $20 to do it once. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's the thing. It doesn't make that's sense because the they don't have the turnover for it. Mm-hmm. Um, for capacity. Pe- capacity, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. Okay, do you think they're when going... When you said polar coaster, though, I'm thinking like, is it in cold tunnels? Yes. <laughs> the, the extreme, extreme air conditioning. Uh, that would be kind of cool. It could be like snowing inside. <laughs> what What do you think is going to go where that uh, stadium used to be? That's a good question. I mean, it can't be something like too wide. Yeah, it's not a lot of footprint. Yeah. But they can move some things around there because like... Well, no, it makes me wonder if... The something... only thing permanent, like bolted to the ground in that zone, I think is Wicked Twister. The Ferris wheel has moved before. The flat rides have moved from other places before. I guess here's what I wonder. Even Wicked Twister could move. If they are going to use that space to move something else from another part of the park to open up more space Mm -hmm. for a ride in two years. Yeah. Such as over in the back, in kind of the frontier townish area, they have one of those like... um, bungee-ish towers. Yeah. If they move that, it would Mm. open up more space to this property that's behind Millennium Force that's kind of trapped in. Right. Um, The the island that used to have the animal show and now has dinosaurs alive. Yes. Yes. That would be, like, my... Like, if I was in charge of something, I'd be like, okay, we're going to move this here because it opens up land. Yeah. And now we have a place to build a thing. And that, that island is the most unused square footage in the park. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's what the land will be used for, is to you, move something so they can build the next big thing. You could put a handsome, compact uh, uh, wooden coaster in that zone. Put some, like, crazy other thing there that, like, wraps around stuff and leaves. Yeah, yeah. It interacts with the uh, pretzelish bit of Millennium Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so good. Oh, my gosh. When you take the second tunnel back across. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Love that ride. While, while we're being coaster enthusiasts. Uh-huh. You can't escape rankings. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to ask you to rank them all. Okay. Give me a top five. Top five? Give me a top five. Steel Vengeance and Gatekeeper are tied for me. Okay. Because they are both perfect roller coasters that are completely different. That's true. That's true. And I love them both for, like, different reasons. And I just feel like they're both just wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, tied, those two. I would then go Top Thrill Dragster. Okay, number three. Then Millennium Force. Mm. Then Iron Dragon. Iron Dragon. <laughs> Iron Dragon number five. That's a good one. Yeah, and I think Maverick would be six. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Steel Vengeance number one for me. I mean, it's just gotta be. It's it's mind blowing. Like, it's the only ride when we got off, walked away, and I turned around and shouted at the structure, "I love you." <laughs> like, it, it can't not be my number one after that. Yeah, yeah. I I have to say, Millennium Force and Gatekeeper tied for second for me. Yeah, because like like I said earlier, they they perfectly exemplify like an intangible feeling like they they 
they're poetic is what they are <laughs> yeah. and they're and they're perfect uh, gatekeeper it's so free and and sweeping and it seems effortless but at the same time it's surprisingly intense there's yeah. some of those there there are points where you're pulling g's that like your vision goes a little fuzzy yeah even though you just like feel like a bird yeah four is maverick i love maverick yeah I love that we did Maverick twice. Uh, even though every time you talk about it, I learn more about you, you let on a little more how much it's eh, not in my top five. Eh. Like it was good. It was fun. <laughs> I just was not wowed. Yeah. Picking a fifth though, because like all of those are just head and shoulders above everything else yeah. in the park as much as I enjoyed. And listeners in this episode, you know, I'm not disparaging most of these rides. Like, do I give it to Top Thrill Dragster for, for also just being so exemplary at the one thing it does? Or Blue Streak for essentially the same? Yeah. My number five is going to change depending on the day, I think. Yeah. But right now, Cedar Creek Mine Ride. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As, as, it's charming. As awkward as getting that lap bar down is, <laughs> I, I just like it. I yeah. just like it. And and there's no accounting for taste. And I just remembered how I got a leg cramp on Val Raven. Because <laughs> you were so tense up. <laughs> and like, I spent most of the ride thinking about how, wow, my thigh hurts. <laughs> and I wasn't sure I was going to be able to walk off the ride. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about our vacation. Uh, and hearing about some firsthand experience uh, on some of the the things that we talked about on an earlier, more researched uh, episode. <laughs> but this this is research. This is primary research. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope there's some people out there that wanted to listen to this to hear us just talk about rides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been saying forever that like next time we go to Disney, I feel like we need to have like a vacation spinoff series yeah yeah we'll, we'll launch a mini show that's all about vacation planning anytime we travel we'll yeah. do a little uh a spinoff <laughs> and then we'll do a history episode about the place we travel to <laughs> <laughs> or five uh, i guess in uh disney world's case well i'm talking about other places too. sure 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 uh and if you're inspired to to visit north central ohio <laughs> yeah we we had a really really great time. Honestly, yeah. found a really strange Italian restaurant that was good but strange. But that's for another day. That's I think. for another day. And with all of that, I'm Grant. I'm Elena. And history's better with, with your, your honey. honey.